Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Professor yeah. Cobelt, you learn something. You learn wow. something. I learn something every day listening to me. I wow, that's remarkable. It's not it, something you already knew because I know what I know. And occasionally listening to you too. Is that right? Yeah, occasionally. We, All right, I get an occasional <laughs> coming. Uh, well, we're, we're live in the iHeartRadio app with the podcast, or live one to four, and then after four o'clock, it's the podcast. It's the same show, and right. uh, you can listen to that uh, all day and night. All right. Deborah Marcus back. Did you get a clean bill of health? I did. Thank goodness. Yeah. Right. Wasn't fun, a, but yeah. She got the old colonoscopy. Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah. That was fun. She's loaded up with propofol. Oh, yeah. Now that Still, was fun. That wears off, right? It, it wears off. I was pretty uh, groggy for most of the day yesterday. I slept for a few hours after, but uh, yeah, you got to do what you got to do, right, Ken? You got to take those, you, you got to take those precautions. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I keep seeing those poop in a box commercials, right? Uh, the one where you send your poop in and they analyze it. Yeah, no, I, I think you need to have a Yeah, I might try that. No, John, you've never had a colonoscopy. You need to get one. The, the poop in the box will work. No, I, I think for your first one, you need you need to go old school. Yeah, if you don't have a family history of colon cancer, I don't think John does. Um, no. I sometimes don't, say that can be. I don't have a family history. No, you have family history of anything. No. Oh. But here's the thing. Colon cancer detected early, right, is very treatable. And if it's not detected early, it can be fatal. So why take the chance? Did that you have any polyps? Nope. Nope. Wow, you were polyp free. See, I'm that's what being a vegan free. does, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That had a lot to do with it. Score one for the vegan. All right. Yeah. Uh, the, the fruits and vegetables clean you out. That's you right. Use, uh, right. Polyp yeah. free vegan. No growths. No growths. Imagine how many polyps you have, John Cobell. See, that's why he needs to go get checked. (laughs) 
Do you want to look? Feel free. No, I didn't say Not I want you. to. I'm just talking to him. Oh, I don't think Ken wants to either. First time I really learned that word and heard more about it was when Reagan did that. Remember Ronald Reagan was uh, president? He had a colonoscopy and they, they snipped some polyps. Yes, a presidential was, polyp. That was a, a big deal and it started to raise more awareness around the whole uh, issue. Uh, of course, uh, there's, you know, there's more rain coming. People are making a big deal of it, but it's nothing like last week's rain, so... Let's not get worked up over it. We will talk later on in the show about what's going on, though, out in San Bernardino in the mountains, where people are really uh, snowed in, literally. Without food. Without food. Yeah. Uh, They sound desperate. I was hoping, John, you know the area. Maybe you could plow your way through there and help them. Uh, You have a home No, uh, they're screwed. Um, No, I got pictures of our uh, uh, development that we uh, have our other house at, and uh, I couldn't get into our place if I wanted to. I couldn't even get through the front gate. Oh. Couldn't couldn't oh. make it anywhere near the house. I, I mean, people are... Uh, my wife... Is, well, I want is, you to bring food and water and diapers. It's always about well, diapers. So they they, they had this uh, these TV stories. Uh, I think we mentioned this yesterday about uh, the husbands who... They Airbnb'd with their families. And the husbands are sent down to walk to the grocery store. Uh, you have to walk... Uh, couple miles down the hill to get to Jensen's in Lake Arrowhead. It's actually in the Blue Jay section. And it was five hours these two guys went out to collect groceries for their families. Five How much hours. Can they carry, though, really, literally. I mean, but a couple of bags each. And, and you're walking on the snow and ice, and you're going up a steep hill or down a steep hill. See, that's a good time to get a donkey. Yeah, a donkey would be real good. That's not fair to the donkey. Oh, no, they can navigate that easily, and they enjoy the fun. Donkeys don't mind. They're bred to carry. Don't you think donkeys want to to work like we do? In these conditions? That's a good point. In these conditions? No. You think animals all want to be retired? They all want to laze about and just graze all day? They want to be pet and loved. If I was a donkey, I'd want to go to work. Well, after they come back with the food, I'll pet them and love them. But, yeah, but they know. don't want to work in these crazy conditions with the snow and the wind and the rain. Oh, no. I think they'd enjoy the challenge and the fun. So yeah. the, 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 these families literally are down to nothing. And, I, and I, you know, I, I, get, I understand. Well, the didn't f- they stock up? The storm was predicted. Now it'll be like you. You knew this was coming. Why are you up there? Why'd you even stay up well, there? Yes. Find another place to That's, hang out for a few days. Right, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, it, it, the, the the storm was well telegraphed for several days. It was incredibly they, telegraphed. They, they said it was going to be several feet of snow. And I know in Lake Arrowhead... I would have bought out like the, a month's worth of food. The snow depth at Lake Arrowhead, as of yesterday, was 46 inches high. Up yeah. in uh, Big Bear, it was 57 inches, almost six feet. And then another one to three feet of snow is falling now and over the next day or two. Yeah. So there's there's uh, much of this was predicted. So I, I don't really understand going up there. And you have to just load your people just don't want to waste the food. But sometimes you have to or at least have lots of frozen stuff there. Well, is this a you mix just, of people that live up there and then people that have second homes like you? Is that what it is? Or Yes. And then there are people who are doing the Airbnb routine. Right. They're just when they wanted to enjoy like snowing up there. And, right. and in- increasingly that's become a big component of uh, Lake Arrowhead and and a lot of other places around the country. I mean, people are buying up properties just to Airbnb them and make a pretty good profit. Right. Because if you rent them out uh, consistently, you can easily cover your mortgage and and other incidents. Yeah, that's why there's so much riffraff and problems. Yeah, right. And then and then the the locals. And I know this is going on in Florida. This is going on in Arizona. I mean, I go out every year to Arizona with uh, 
meeting some of my friends to watch spring training games. And the whole town is nothing but tourists doing Airbnb rentals. Because, like, the Chicago Cubs play in Scottsdale, which is where we go. And, you know, there's tens of thousands of Cub fans. And they, they come down for sometimes weeks at a time. And they're, they're, they're bolting out of Chicago in that winter. And they're in, they're in nice suburban homes, three, four-bedroom homes. And it, it, it's a good deal. I mean, this, this didn't exist years ago. You had to, you know, deal with the local hotels. But now right. you, you, you rent a nice house, and they, they keep them nice, and they rent them for a lot of money. But if you bring a bunch of people, you divide the cost, it's, it's, uh, it's a good time. Now, back here the other day, uh, Mayor Karen Bassetti sent out a tweet. This was when we were really getting hit there on Friday. This storm is a matter of life and death for many of our unhoused neighbors. If you know someone who's unhoused or if you see tents near you, help them find shelter. We can all play a role in help in helping Angelinos come inside. And I guess there was a bit of a response to the mayor's <laughs> tweet. <laughs> the Times also had a story that bothered me, too. There are not enough beds to get the house, the homeless indoors during these stormy times. They're not all looking for beds. Stop kidding yourself. No, they're because, not. Because, again, they know that means there's going to be rules, right? You're not going to like my drinking and my drug use and my mental illness. And then there's other crazy people in there. We've been through this so many times. But these stories are always portrayed like all of these homeless people just want to be inside. It's just not true. You know, it's not some people like living off the grid and out of your rule system. What's funny about her tweet is she got it from the normal people and also the left wing uh, uh, vagrant fanatics. Uh, she got it from all sides. Yeah, one woman named Allison said, I want to see the homeless fentanyl addict seated at your family dinner table relaxing on your couch tonight. Don't be shy. Show us the pics because you would never suggest others share their homes without doing it first. Right. I don't think that's what. Bassetti was saying she just wanted to you help them find shelter, like help them find a public shelter. I don't right. think she literally meant to take them right. to your home. I, uh, with all these meth addicts stumbling around and all the weapons they hold, I'm going to go out to the local encampment and say, hey, guys, I'll drive you over to the shelter. Please come in my car. It's raining. You must be cold. And then I'll get stabbed in the neck. And then someone the, else wrote, really? Are you kidding? First of all, they shouldn't even be out there in it. I'm all for helping people, but they need to help themselves, too. That's always been my opinion. Okay. We got to start holding people responsible. We cannot take care of all of these people mm-hmm. if they do not step up and come at least two thirds of the way to get some get something done. Here, here's the guy you said. And all that ever happens when the media talks to them is they got long stories about <laughs> all their troubles. Yeah, I know. Get uh, your act together. <laughs> Here's another one. This was one of my favorites. Uh, some uh, some somebody who calls himself Forrest Tucker. Uh, help them to find shelter. How many did you personally help? I see a homeless druggie. I get far away. This rain may give them a chance to reflect on all the bad decisions they've made that led them to their current standing in life. Even Jesus would say WTF. Oh, wow. <laughs> Even Jesus. Wow. <laughs> That's just a nice little cartoon in my head. <laughs> Jesus looking down. I know. A pile of homeless people and going, what the? <laughs> and, and then people yell, the, the, the homeless uh, fetishists yelling at her because there's not enough shelter, not enough services. Yeah. A lot of this is negative. You're right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone wrote the homeless student want a shelter because they can't use drugs or alcohol in a shelter. 
There are plenty of shelters available in L.A. Stop giving tax dollars to people to take that free money and slam it in their arm. <laughs> Poor policies created the mess L.A.'s in today. You know, which is certainly likely true, the first part of that. They don't want to be in a place where there's <laughs> rules. They're Let- not asking for that because it means that they have to capitulate to society again, which they've kind of rejected. All right, we got uh, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. It'll come back just that quickly in three days. It'll be time for voice line callers, so start leaving your messages. Use the iHeartRadio app, a little microphone icon, or call the old toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. I like this headline. Savannah Guthrie exits the Today Show mid-broadcast and tests positive for COVID-19 again. To what, the results came in while she was on the air and yeah. she had to run off? Yeah, she felt sick and she'd taken a test and she got the test result in the middle while of she the was, show. While she was anchoring or whatever. So she, yeah, so she bolted. <laughs> it is the third time she's had it. Hmm. So I, I don't know where she's uh, socializing. And what happened to, why am I doing this? Hoda Kotby is missing amid puzzling absence. Today's show oh, viewers express concern. I don't know. Oh, I can't. Wow. You know, I can't keep track of everybody. No, I know, I know you do. Uh, right. So they uh, they had the men's room attendant filling in as the anchor. Oh, is that right? Yeah, there were two down. So hey. They Yesterday it. around this time, we gave you an update on loser, disgraced uh, former mayor Eric Garcetti and his bid. Uh, it's now been going on for over a year and a half to become the next ambassador to India. The process was to start all over again after it stalled last year because a couple of senators had concerns, of course, about Garcetti's lying, uh, about the knowledge he had of what his top aide, Rick Jacobs, was doing to fellow employees in the mayor's office, sexual harassment behavior. Uh, so... The nomination stalled, and because we start the new year, it's new Congress. Biden had to renominate him. He did, and immediately it's, there was a hold put on the nomination. It stalled again. It's already stalled. Again, if so. if Garcetti was a plane, he'd uh, he'd have uh, crashed and burned. Yeah, there was a rumor that Garcetti's going to Ukraine. We don't know why, but maybe he'll get a job there. <laughs> now the other doofus that there's a short update on is the disgraced, still, L.A. City Council member Kevin DeLeon, or Kevin Leon, because he added the D.E. to emphasize Latino heritage years ago. Uh, He was going to have a screening. Boy, this is really pathetic. And, of course, he's been in controversy because of those recorded conversations where he and two other council people were talking about redistricting and went off on a whole rant about other populations. Um, <laughs> they were going to screen the movie Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, it was a Kevin DeLeon event, I guess, to curry favor with the black community. I was going to say, it's like, what, what, what's, a, what's a councilman doing holding movie screenings? Uh, just one of those little community. It's, he's got nothing else to do. Uh, it says here in the Times story, five people. RSVP that they were going to show up. Five people. It was announced on Facebook, <laughs> but the screening had, was postponed, and the excuse was the bad weather. Due to the <laughs> next heavy storm and continued rainy I weather. S- I don't see the point. 
you, everybody can watch this thing at home, right? They can. Well, what I don't understand, and why would he host it? I think it is, is he now really, streaming. Yeah. Is it is uh, his is his pandering that blatant? Um, yes, it is. Wow, he it's, really is a dunce, isn't he? They were. <laughs> he thinks um, he's going to win over offended people by by hosting a Black Panther movie. And not lost on anybody was the fact that the screening was scheduled for today. Today is the last day of Black History Month. <laughs> wow. What a doofus. I don't have any <laughs> knowledge of how the recall effort's going. I'll probably I nowhere. Yeah, I saw conflicting stories. Uh, I've heard them say personally they're doing well, but yeah, I've we, heard other stories that they're running into... Uh, Resistance to getting signatures. Right, getting right. signatures. Nobody cares. That, that's one of the lowest voting turnout districts in the city. No. I, I'm hardly anybody shows up to vote, and most of the people who showed up voted for De Leon. And presumably a lot of them like like him. Or at least don't care enough to want to recall him. Yeah, it's well I mean that district I mean, if, if you pay enough money and you get those people out there. With their uh, petitions, you can usually get people to sign, but maybe they're not finding registered voters. Or that's right, you need registered voters, and you need people willing to, you know, to participate. And the participation rate in that district's pretty low. I mean, you'd really have to like find almost everybody who voted to sign your petition. It's and a third story of disgraced politicians brings us to the woman that used to head up. The California Department of Labor, responsible for the Employment Development Department, responsible for the debacle that led to over $30 billion in fraud. Taxpayer money that went out to thieves from the prison system uh, all the way to Eastern Europe and around the world. And her name is Julie Sue, and the reason she was responsible is she's the one that opened the floodgates when the pandemic started three years ago, she said, basically, let's just suspend a lot of the certification procedures. No security. To make sure these people get their money. Come take what you want. Right. We got to open the vault. We have 30 billion here. Hey, everybody in the world, come. Right. Send us an application. We'll send you the money. No questions asked. Well, today uh, she is moving to the top of the bowl. Uh Today, the Biden administration announced they've officially nominated her to be the United States' next Secretary of Labor. Oh, that's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Because you know what? There, there is bumbling incompetence, and then there's this. When you open the door to $30 billion worth of fraud, and the fraud happens under your nose every day for months and months and months. Right? right. Every day, there was millions and millions of dollars being stolen from California taxpayers. And she sat there the whole time knowing it was happening. Because if I always say, imagine yourself if you have this job and you're, you're in charge and you've got billions and billions of dollars, tens of billions to give away, and you decide uh, no security measures, uh, no background checks, no proof, no certification, no nothing. Well, you would know what would happen. You'd say, well, wait a second. We have to have that. Otherwise, people are going to steal money. She didn't care. She knew it was happening, and she didn't care. And so now she's going to be the labor secretary of the United States of America? Yeah, these really? reports first came from the left-wing outfits uh, Politico and NBC News, which makes no mention of the EDD fraud. No mention. Instead, yeah, the statement from the Biden administration is that she cracked down on wage theft, fought to protect trafficked workers. No. Wow, it's all no, of these woke... No. Uh, 
Pinto. Yeah, and, and she'll be the first Asian American to serve in a course. Biden cabinet position. Uh, of course. What he missed an Asian in his cabinet? I thought he covered everybody. Yeah, I guess he did. Had that happen? Because wow, the woke left thinks that Asians are, uh, they're doing okay. All right, so <laughs> this is unbelievable. You're sometimes is some, picked is, on. Is somebody gonna? Is some senator gonna put a hold on this nomination? And, and, yeah, and you should. You're right. Give her a thorough scouring over this this massive fraud because she did this willfully. She willfully suspended the security measures, and you she have did. to know that what what that would lead to. How she could gave she the be? okay, and then it took them way too long to pull back. And then when they did, they went so far in the other direction. A lot of people were denied their money. Remember that whole fiasco? They got crazy in trying to restrict what, the flow. What does it take to disqualify you as a candidate? Anything at all? Anything, even blowing $30 billion. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I feel like I'm insane. Yeah, officials have declared a state of emergency in San Bernardino County, particularly because of what the storms did to people living in the mountain areas. We'll talk about it with uh, KFI's Blake Trolley, who's covering the story and, of course, has some of the people talking about their needs coming up after the news at two o'clock uh we saw this story last week we didn't get a chance to get to it but um <clears throat> judicial watch has announced that more than 1.2 million voter names have been removed from the voter rolls in los angeles county since 2022 judicial watch sued over this L.A. County, like probably many counties in California, does little to clean up its voter rolls. I can't tell you every time there's a vote, we get emails from listeners way out of state who have been gone for years claiming they're still getting uh, vote voter uh, rolls. They're still getting uh, ballots in the mail. I guess they get forwarded to them at their new address, like in Tennessee and places like that. They, so they, they know these people moved. They had their new addresses across the country, and they sent them an L.A. ballot anyway. No, I think what happens is the post office forwards it forwards to them. Like they would forward their mail whenever you're, yeah, and they do that for a period of time. I don't know how many years after your move, but you can continue to have mail forwarded to your new address. So I think it goes to the voter address in L.A. County and then gets bounced by the post office to the new address. And I can remember several of these people, more than one email, at least a dozen, where they said, I, I reached out to them. I called, I emailed them, I told them, remove me. I am no longer a Los Angeles County resident. Remove me from the voter rolls, uh, apparently to no you, avail. You'd uh, be better off talking to the deceased at the Borg. Yeah. Because uh, that's the energy level and that's the work ethic at the L.A. County, uh, County Registrar's Office. I mean, that's an awful, awful agency. It's really awful. And a, a million two. Now, if you have a million two registered voters who either are dead or have moved away, right. how can you not have fraud? How can somebody not have an incentive to get access to all these names and do something with, with this kind of uh, opportunity? It took a while because what the county did was, because this, this lawsuit goes back a few years, is they have to reach out first. They send notices. And then they check to see if you voted at all in uh, elections recently, including federal elections, before they can actually, because, you know, 
And it's such a big deal, the right to vote. How dare you take it away and suppress the voter without giving them like 100 chances to say, oh, no, I'm still here. I still want to vote. So that's why it took a well, while a for them to actually. A lot of these are dead people. Well, well not all pe- of them are dead. No, a lot a lot of, of I think a lot of them are moved people. Uh, and a lot of them are dead. And they, the dead I mean, you've res- seen the numbers. Los Angeles County lost more people than any other county I, in the I, state in I terms know. of people moving out. But if, if you go on for years and years, you're going to have thousands of of dead people, and they're not going to respond, no matter how many times you send them a summons. Right. Uh, last year, county officials revealed more than 634,000 inactive voters on the rolls had not voted in at least 10 years. Another 685,000 inactive voters were listed as not having voted in at least eight years. This sets up fraud, because if these people haven't voted eight to 10 years, and they moved out, and or dead, then uh, then obviously you can vote in their name and who's going to object. And if you get their information, you could set up fake identification. Yeah, I suppose if you uh, found a way to harvest the ballot. Sure. That's you what, could do that. That's what ballot harvesting was, was designed is to give moved and dead voters a chance to um, exercise their franchise, I think, they'd, uh, the way they describe it. But then the next step would be to find out how many of these 1.2 million people? Because it's saying here they're just not voting. So that's one of the reasons they got removed. So if somebody is taking the ballot in their name and voting for them, that would also show up in the records. So that may not be happening either. Well, you don't know. Because if they... Yeah, allowed, an audit would have to be done to see if that ever if, turned up. If they up. allowed a million two to stay on the books, it means generally they don't do their jobs at the L.A. County Registrar's Office. Generally, right. they're, they're lazy. They, they don't have a desire to do the basic work. Right. Well, I mean, but the point is, if somebody was fraudulently voting in their place, that would show up. The people that they contacted were people that just have not voted at all in elections. So like I said, six years, eight years, ten years. So the chances are nobody's doing that. But still, you shouldn't have that many non-active voters on your rolls so it probably wasn't a bad bad lawsuit to pull anyway and uh that's supposedly the results from it uh meanwhile there is a state appellate court that has issued a ruling and this is probably one of the biggest well i wouldn't say biggest but probably one of the most well-known long-time homeless encampments in the state of california if you've ever been up in the area of uc berkeley you probably have heard of People's Park. So named because it's supposed to be a park for the people. I've been to and People's Park. I have been there, too. And it's disgusting. Yeah, a it lot is. of them consider it very artsy, the way no, people it's, uh, it's not create artsy. their own little... It's disgusting and frightening. Uh, the park, it says in the Times, an iconic legacy of free speech and civil rights in an open space oh, who cares? with landscaping and trees. No. How about feces and needles? Well, People's Park is part of UC Berkeley's property, and they made a decision that they were going to take it back and build student housing and low-income housing. The idea was to redesign the park, 1,100 student beds, along with 125 beds for lower-income and formerly unhoused people. The Berkeley campus can only house 23% of its students. That's the lowest percentage in all the 10-campus UC system. So they have a big big shortage of affordable campus housing and that's why they made the decision that we're going to build yeah, housing they, and they should. park for our students and they should and they, sh- they should they should build and there's no value to this park because no normal person can enjoy it 
No, now, but- you're going to love this part. One of the reasons that the First District Court of Appeal in San Francisco halted the project is because of good old CEQA, the California Environmental Quality Act. It requires developers to analyze and mitigate a project's potential noise. In this case, the noise generated by students who may drink, yell, and hold unruly parties. Now, think about what's occupying People's Park at the moment. It's a <laughs> okay. group of homeless people right, right. who, yes, so, indeed, may be making a lot of noise. Well, this but, is actually pretty funny. Yeah, I know. But when you're when you're a woke left-wing judge, then you'll create nonsense arguments. Exactly. Right, because the noise coming from student parties is greater than the noise of uh, of homeless vagrants whacked out on meth. I mean, I, I've been I've been to, to Berkeley a number of times, and there's people out on the streets screaming, just screaming. That's all they do. Like late at night, you hear them echoing in the alleyways, in the encampments, right. because they're so so crazy. It's so the idea that there's special noise that come from students. That's going to be worse than what they already have in People's Park. He's that's, that's just that's just a, a woke garbage judge making the, stuff up. The lawsuit was supposedly brought by people in the neighborhood, some organization called Make You See a Good Neighbor, the preservationists who want to keep the parks open space. But really, open space. I you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this was more pushed by activists who made up some stupid group. To, yeah, yeah, right. To try to keep the homeless in the same. Yeah, plunked down the same park. That's what it is. Right. I, I, I mean, I mean, the, so many people in the city of Berkeley have embraced all, all. I mean, it, it's, it's one of the nuttiest places I've ever seen in terms of the kind of behavior that is, is permitted. Yeah. By, the, by the vagrants. I mean, just. Well, they're going to fight this. Even Dopey Newsom chimed in on this yesterday, calling it nimbyism. How dare they? The NIMBYs who live around the park in Berkeley don't allow the school to construct student. I mean, there's so much student housing already. I don't understand why they. T- and I, ask yourself this question. If you were a sane person, what would you rather have next door? A student housing complex or a homeless camp? I mean, really, they're not desirable, either one of them. But yeah, seriously, well, that's why I think it's driven by homeless activists. I'm sure they were behind who come up with a fake name for their stupid little uh, neighbor group. Hiring the attorneys and gathering, uh, right. But they found it, uh, an appellate court, which is going to, it's just swatted this down for now. Because, of, and, and that thing is always used, that California Environmental Quality Act, CEQA. Holy mackerel. That was even cited by uh, Newsom and by Bassetti about how it blocks projects and it blocks funding. Well, and it's, hey, the, the left it's wing, like this catch all. The left wing crowd is the one who designed this act. And uh, now they got to live with it. It's being uh, used against them. Right. All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right. We'll check out right after the news at 2 o'clock what's going on with people in the mountain communities of San Bernardino County getting cut off due to all the heavy snow with more coming. Uh, that'll be a report from Blake Trolley right after the news at 2 o'clock. Yesterday, we went through the story that the Department of Energy says there's a possibility that COVID-19 originated from a lab leak. Once again, we're back on this topic. But we're going to go back because one of the people who also wondered if that could be possible was probably one of the favorites of the left, the woke. This would be John Stewart. 
the comedian, and of course he used to have a show on Comedy Central that he hosted for many years. I believe one of his big causes, though, he, he really pitches for the veterans. I think that's what he's doing with a lot of his time now, getting the veterans more help. But he went on uh, Stephen Colbert's show last year. We're going to play part of that where he laid out the possibility he thought that maybe it was a laboratory leak. And boy, for the last year, he's really heard it. Let's start with that audio. I, I, and I honestly mean this. I think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science. Science has in many ways helped ease uh, the suffering of this pandemic, uh, which was more than likely caused by science. <laughs> so, and that's kind of... Hold on a second. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I'll, it's I'll, coffee. I wouldn't I'm, do that. I wouldn't do that to you. I'm so what, what do you? Takes, well, what do you? What, 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 what do you mean by? Do you mean like oh, so this, perhaps a, this, there was a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance? Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh my if God. there was evidence, I'd love to hear. It. There's I don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease. <laughs> is the same name as the lab. <laughs> that's just that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they I, ask I, those scientists, they're like, how did this, so wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> and you're like, no, I, you, you well, the name of your lab, wait. if you look at the name, look at the name, can I, let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh. I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, okay, okay. Wait a second. What about this? What about this? Listen to this. Wait a second. All right. John. Oh, my God. Oh my God, there's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know, maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. That could be. That could be. The way he pitched it there was lost on some of the audience, I guess, right? Because when he first brought up the lab thing they all laughed like oh he's another crazy trump guy right that's what it seemed like well and then well, colbert kind of brought it back to what are you really trying to say here and yeah because, because they case in, in comedic terms uh <laughs> well people are confused that so many people just think in binary terms you know it's either right wing or left wing it's either conservative or liberal trump or not trump it they they don't they don't use their brains to analyze things logically and pay attention to the details and the nuances. Uh, and, and we're going to play a second clip from him. By the way, I have this question because I saw another one of the dopey El Segundo Times columnists. There is no solid proof that it started. Is there solid proof that it started naturally? No, there's no proof. From that, there's no proof of that either. Well, what makes you right? 
They, I like the way but, people can't accept that there's just a, a certain unknown here so far well, still. Yes. Or if we ever break into the Chinese uh, government but, documents. You know something? There we'll is, have a conclusive answer. There, there is such a thing as circumstantial evidence, which is what Stuart was pointing out. Circumstantial evidence is, is very compelling here because you do have... The, the institute that was investigating this coronavirus the in institute the same virology, town as right. the virus. I don't think it was named COVID-19, though, the lab, was it? I mean, that no, name no, didn't no. come about until... No, 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 no. I mean, he was doing it for comedic effect to some extent. But his main point is But he's correct. right. That's what they do there, right? That's what they do there. And then if you pay attention to the other details, three of the researchers got sick, very sick, in November of 2019... And the Chinese Communist Party shut down all outside investigations. To this day, they refuse to allow anybody on the outside to 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 find the truth in this matter. And they they put the uh, an arm lock on the World Health Organization right. to thwart them from investigating it. Oh, they're big funders. Yeah, they right. they basically own the WHO. Right. And for some reason, nobody wants to say that out loud. But that's the, the guy truth. that was leading the WHO at the time, his country got a lot of big money from China. Anyway, we know that. Let's play the second clip here. Yeah, now, the second clip is brand new. Uh, there's an Apple TV Plus show called The Problem with Jon Stewart. This is from yesterday's show where, of course, he's reacting to the news that another government agency, this is the Department of Energy, joins the FBI in thinking it's possible, very possible, that this was a lab leak. And now he's adding that to his response to what happened to him after his appearance on Stephen Colbert. The backlash was swift, uh, immediate, and yes, uh, quite loud. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, I didn't take that personally either. Like, we live in a world where, like, I have my opinion. I'm not mad at the backlash either because they're doing what I was doing, which is expressing myself. The part that I don't like about it is the the absolutes and the dismissive, like, Mm -hmm. you, I'm done with you. I will never forgive you. You have crossed an unforgivable line. You've expressed an opinion that is antithetical to mine or not mine, and it may not be one that has any real ramifications of anything. I was just saying, this seems like it's a pretty good possibility, which, by the way, has happened before. But what was stunning to me I think was the anger. Mm. Uh, like that's the part of all of this, and it's purposeful. Where where is the anger coming from in these people? Why would they be so emotionally tied to where a virus originated? Why was is it so important that it comes from an animal rather than a lab accident? I don't. How know. could you get emotional about that? And why would that be ideological? I don't even and, get that. But one thing I've learned from this and the last several years, boy, the woke left, they do get angry and they do cancel you. They just shut you down. Whereas the uh, right, when you say something they consider ridiculous, they just make fun of you. Yeah. It's kind of a real difference. In the, they yeah. don't believe in the cancel culture so much, or no. maybe they won't watch a show or a person anymore. That, but they don't make it. But the other side's very adamant. No, no. Yeah, we it, know we're right. It's one and thing. We're shutting you down completely. Right. It's one thing if somebody annoys you, you just don't watch their show. But it's another thing is like you want them to die. You, you want do. their career want the, to be destroyed. You want all of culture in the world to ignore and, you and, now. And a lot of the blowback was like, this is racist. This is racist. But there's nothing. There's not. There's absolutely nothing racist about it. Like, what's wrong with you? It's a uh, virus. It came out of Wuhan. 
They have that Plus Wuhan it's China, lab. which is known to be an enemy in many regards. So why is it so hard to believe, it's, right? It's the Chinese Communist Party. What is how how do you develop that kind of anger? There's a lot of that anger on a whole range of these issues, and it is with mostly the progressives. It's well, how, how did you develop that anger? Why why are you invested so deeply in where the virus came from? In fact, what is it to you where the virus came from? Why do you care? Why do you, how does it get you mad? And this guy, you know, really got caught in the crosshairs because he had a lot of fans that were oh believers yeah. in. Uh, no, being a racist theory, so no. they were like stunned and angry with this him. woke crowd gets more angry at people on their side who they think betrayed them. Yeah, than they get at uh, a, a right wing political right. figure because it probably makes them question what they believe in, doesn't it? Yeah. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app and Deborah Mark live in the twenty four hour KFI newsroom. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.